All right, guys, welcome back. First official week of the fantasy offseason, but this is when the real good football starts, so you can't complain too much. Yeah, the games, I mean, I feel like the AFC games are so much better than the NFC games. I would actually disagree. We'll get into this a little later, but I uh, I think most of the AFC games, two of the three AFC games shouldn't really be games. I guess, yeah, because of possible injuries to quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. If there weren't injuries, then I would say the AFC. Right. But okay. if you're if you're in dynasty leagues, there's no you know there's really no offseason. Uh Sleeper just updated their uh 2023 rankings. So if you want hey, if you're into doing mock drafts in January, all all the power to you. Uh you don't have the rookies in there, obviously, but it uh, was for fun dodge. <laughs> it, Mason loves his mock drafts. Hey, that well, was a squad though. That that was a squad. Uh, but Mason and I are in another dynasty startup again this year, which will be fun. We got our current league going. So, uh, yeah, a lot of dynasty offseason off season content, which I'm excited for. Uh, but Mason was in charge of the draft, fumbled the bag. He was working last night. Uh, so we just came up with this uh, about 20 minutes ago. NFL players you want to have a beer with. I, I think it took me about five minutes to take, put my list together, make sure I didn't, uh, didn't forget anybody. And uh, yeah, I, I think there's a clear two first first uh, overall picks. So Mason, kick us off here. I, I only have four, so I'm hoping oh, no. you don't take any. <laughs> um, my first one is going to be uh, Travis Kelsey. Okay. Kelsey was number three on my list. So yeah, I just think, I mean, he's, you know, he's a guy that, it's just a fun guy to be around. You obviously see him and his brother on their podcast, and they're always having a good time. He's you know yeah. he's a real one. He seems like, um, I mean, be able to talk about you know just you know he's a guy that you can talk about Super Bowls and what it's been like to be at the big stages. You know, be coached under Andy Reid with Mahomes, and I just talk about you know just I feel like he's a fun guy just to be around. So he was my kind of my one and two. I just went with him number one. Oh, so I still have my one and two on my list, and I'm going to go with my number two first because he's more likely to be on your list. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Yeah, he was next. <laughs> Burrow was instantly the first person I thought of. Picks in the locker room, smoking cigars. He's just he, he's the biggest – it looks like the biggest frat bro in college. He's the coolest player in the NFL. It, I had to go with Joe Burrow, number one. Yeah, it was him and Kelsey, and I thought, I thought those were going to be year one and twos as well. So I just like, eh, I'll go with Kelsey just because we see more of, at least on TikTok, we see more of the Kelsey brothers, um, you know, with their podcasts. Uh, so that's why I did my, but yeah, great pick, obviously. Oh, man. I can definitely save my next one for later. So you only have two left on your list, and there's three more rounds? Yeah, it's called Pivoting, Anthony. Wolf. Um, I do have Travis Brothers Jason on there, but yeah, he was on my list as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'll go with him just to get the full Kelsey experience. Have them. I feel like that'll make it better having them just like kind of go after each other and make fun of each other. Um, so I'm gonna go with him, and then I'll have to pivot for my third or for my third pick. Yeah, it. They're they're. I see. I follow their TikTok podcasts and. Yeah, they're, they're hilarious. They, they are pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I get my one and two. It's Joe Burrow and Jamal Williams. How fucking funny would it be to sit down with Williams and just nerd out for an hour and a half, two hours? See, I love – so Jamal Williams is awesome, but I don't know any of that stuff. So, like, he, like he was definitely, I think, the third player I thought. But I'm like, for me, I'm not going to know anything this man's saying. But that's fine. You just get drunk with them and have a good time. I feel like – He'll talk to you about anything you want to talk with him with. And he, he's just one of the more down-to-earth NFL guys. So He is very down-to-earth. If I was a Naruto and Pokemon fan, then for sure. But I don't know anything about That'd be, you know, Messenger's number one pick because he loves Naruto. And, you know, like and Nick C loves Naruto. So, like, those guys would love to sit next to Jamal Williams. And I would, too, just because he seems like a really nice guy. But I, I want to have conversations that we're both interested in. That's fair. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go with a guy that it's not a he's not a favorite of NFL of like people love him. 
But and I'm not a big cons- conspiracy theorist, but he is. And I just think it would just be a really interesting conversation. And it's a guy who I want well, as my favorite quarterback. And that's just Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Rodgers did not make my list. Not shocking to most people. No. I mean, I, again, <laughs> you know, I understand why people think he's arrogant and he is arrogant. But I just think his conversa- conversations about aliens and all conspiracy theories that go with that, which I, I don't believe in a lot of that stuff, but I like hearing people's thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's been in the league longer than most people at this point. It would just be cool to hear some of his stories too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. So you said current NFL players, and I said people who played this year just because I want J.J. Watt on my team. I know he just retired this week, but I, I have to get J.J. Watt. Again, I'm going more down to earth. Been, been in the league longer than almost anybody at this point and yeah i i just feel like him and maybe he'll bring his brothers along too we can all uh we can no all you out. can't do that you gotta take all the brothers <laughs> yeah that's fine I'll, I'll just take jj watt though damn how did he's, i not think of jj he's just a family man too he we, is we, and we, he, we can he go just, out he's, he's from wisconsin so you know he can pound them yeah we can go out early he's a family man he'll be want to be in bed by 10 o'clock which is fine with me and we'll be good he might be an old-fashioned guy that you get with being from Wisconsin. Hey, that's all. That's fine with me. That's even better. That's a good pick. Surprised you didn't have JJ on your list. I know. I didn't. I was struggling. I was finishing up emails and stuff, and I'm oh, kind of. He's he's blaming it on his day job. Yeah, I. I mean, no, you're definitely winning. I mean, like I said, I had Joe Burrow as well. Um, my last pick is just gonna. Absolutely, you're not even gonna get a single vote if you don't. I I, I saved my last pick. I mean, I I probably won't get. Any, I might get one vote because of Kelsey, but that's probably about it. Um, man, I'm just struggling right now on this one. Yeesh. Let me uh, let me get the. Who's one guy you would like? You would not. Who's paying your bar tab for the night? Who's one guy you would not want? Well, it's I'm... easily Russell Wilson. It has to be Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought of that in my head. I was going. I pulled up the list of NFL teams just so I didn't forget any team or anybody. And I saw the Broncos logo, and in my head, I'm like, "Wow, he might be the last player in the NFL I would want to have sit down and have a beer with." I think mine would be Deshaun Watson. Oh shit! <laughs> now you make me look like a bad person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with he, again. It's. Yeah, he's a very popular player. Uh, just seems like a great down-to-earth guy, family guy as well. Young, fun, always having a good time on the field. Uh, I guess I'm part tight end university, and that's just uh, Kittle. Yeah, Kittle was on my list too. That's a good pick. Yeah, I, he, he just seems like a cool dude. Yeah. I mean, is your player, like, obviously a very, like, well, they all have been well-known. I mean, Jamal Williams is probably the least likely known um, and, I, and I would say Jason would, Kelsey as well, just because of O line. Yeah, I would say Kel, Jason Kelsey, Jamal Williams, or I'm going backup quarterback Gardner Minshew for my last pick. <laughs> you, dude, you can't beat him. He, yeah, I don't care if he's a good NFL player. That dude will crush some beers with me. He'll be the life of the party. He, he knows how to fucking party. He, he's liked by everybody. Gardner Minshew, last pick. Team one, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, Aaron Rodgers, George Kittle. Team two, Joe Burrow, Jamal Williams, J.J. Watt, Gardner Minshew. Colton's going to tell team one to take a lap. I can already hear him. I can already hear his voice. Yeah, I know. Hey, if my <laughs> if my team was an offense, though, that's a great offense to start with. J.J. Watt can play offense. <laughs> if we're going off offense, you got Rogers, Kittle, and Kelsey. You're going to wipe the floor with me, even though I and got, I got a center. <laughs> and, and you got a center. Gardner Mitchell is going to have to go up against Jason Kelsey here. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I'll, I'll put Watt out there. Mitchell can be my tight end. There you go. Um, but we had week 18 action. Half the game, half these games didn't really matter. I, I mean, if you played fantasy in week 18, holy shit. I, yeah. I won, I won in dynasty. I put up like 150 each week and I checked the score for week 18. I, my team would have put up like 85 points. Like, really? It, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Waddle di- single digits, Stonta Smith, it, everybody. It doesn't matter what league you're in, what format you play in. There's, that doesn't make any sense at this point for you to be playing week 18 fantasy. At all. That, I, I, that's funny that you mentioned those two guys because those two guys had meaningful games and they just pooped the bed. That is fair. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know what else to tell you at this point. Week 18, just just stop it. 
Yeah. But uh, Saturday games, the one meaningful game we had Titans Jags. It was you said it was going to be a blowout, and I said I could see it going either way. Titans had this game for three quarters here. Uh, got outscored ten nothing in the fourth to the Jags. Uh, Jaguars ultimately ended up winning by four and eliminated the Titans. But yeah, it was it was an ugly, low scoring game, and I was not surprised at all by that. And yeah, the team that we want in the playoffs got in. The more fun yep. team to watch with the quarterback. So glad that the Jags did win. Um, and we still have a worst of first, um, what, like eight years in a row now, something like that. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. If the Jaguars would have lost, this would have been one of the few years, a uh, few recent years, where one team didn't finish worst in their division last year, jumping up to first this year. But the Jaguars did it. So another year running. Um, Sunday games. The the Vikings beat the Bears, which uh, everyone knew they were going to. Started Nathan Peterman. Bears never really had a chance. But the most shocking outcome of all Sunday wasn't even for a playoff team. It was the Texans beating the Colts 32-31. to The red zone, red zone, like every other play it felt like was showing the Texans-Colts game. If, no one wants to win that game. It, yeah. I, no, no one wanted. You, you, saw the, you saw the video on Twitter where the Colts linemen punched the ball out from the running back, made him fumble. It was just so many weird, weird plays in that game where you just – they were just head scratchers, and you knew what was going on. Obviously, the NFL, they're strict against tanking. They don't condone it at all. I think the only person who – Lovey Smith wanted to win the game. The Texans players wanted to win the game, but the message for uh, tank for the number one pick didn't get uh, sent down from the front office to the players and coaches, so – yeah, Whoa. I mean, I think we're going to see, I mean, even with the Bears, like, they're obviously, they were trying to get that number one pick. I mean, you know, rightfully so. You Right. But I think this year, and they're already saying next year that we're going to probably see this a lot because of Caleb Williams. He is the number one quarterback. Um, they're saying that he would have been the number one overall pick this year. So I think these next two years are really going to possibly start the implementation of a lottery in the NFL. Which I, I I hate, but I know you do, but it makes sense. But if it's gonna, because this this was bullshit. Like this was a complete BS. Teams like just were not trying. The I mean the Bears. Like I get, you know, I get you have nothing to play for. You don't want guys to get hurt. I totally get that. But and you start Nathan Peterman, that's fine. But then you put who was the other guy they put in? It was Tim Boyle. Yeah, Tim Boy, like, what are we doing? Like, the, the Bears came out and said Justin Fields was banged up. He's been banged up half the year. I bet if the Bears were playing for a win and end situation, Fields would have been fucking out there. He's- exactly. So, like, obviously, I get, but I mean, injuries can happen at any moment of any time. Right. Um, but obviously, that game, uh, the, there's another game that was just a huge tank fest, too, almost. Uh, I mean, like, the Raiders weren't even trying, obviously, these past couple of weeks. They took Derek Carr out. Like, it, it's just bad for the NFL, and I hope they change it because these games were meaningless and just 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 a waste of everyone's time and you know fans who paid. I mean, obviously, at least the Texan Colts, at least they got a very fun game to watch. But like, if you're a Bears fan and you paid for these, you know, the tickets, and you go and you don't even see Fields, and he probably could have played. You know, a couple other guys I think sat out too. Like, it's just it just ruins it. Yeah, I don't know. You know who Nick Wright is, uh, the analyst for. Uh, so I don't know if you saw the tweet or not. He on Sunday after the Texans or after the Texans scored, with like zero, practically zero seconds on the clock, forty or so forty-five seconds or whatever, the ball went through, quote unquote, through the Colts defender's hand. Fourth and twenty, Texans ended up scoring. They were down by one. It's before the two-point conversion even happened. Nick Wright tweeted. All right, Texans, you proved that you weren't tanking. You proved, oh, yeah. that, you proved that you can hang. You you go off the two-point conversion, and you take the knee. You secure the number one pick. And he got ripped. <laughs> and right – I mean, rightfully so. I, 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 get, I see both sides. The Texans definitely should have lost that game. I, if I were I, – I don't, I don't know what I'd do in that situation because they obviously went for two, ended up winning the game. Sam Allinger wasn't going to make a comeback. Uh, but – the Texans there, they if they wanted Bryce Young and they only saw potential in Bryce Young and not CJ Stroud or Will Levis, they they just blew it. They, they they flat out blew it. So I think I know you're against the lottery system, but I don't know how you stop this situation from happening. Right. It, I, it, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. Unless the Texans, unless they, and you know, and I can fully see this happening just because if they don't, if they think Caleb Williams is the guy, if they want him, you know, you know, they don't, they don't like Bryce Young. He's six feet, 190 pounds. You know, he's not a big guy. You know, CJ Stroud's had the elite wide receivers. Is that, is he good because of the wide receivers, whatever it is. And then they just get, Hey, we're going to get the best player in this draft, either Carter or Williams. I believe Carter's ranked number one. Um, and they both would have been taken number one last year. And obviously they arrived with Davis Mills again. We're, they're probably going to be in the same situation. So if their philosophy is, hey, let's get the number two pick, we'll have teams, maybe the Colts in our division, give up their entire future and blow it with freaking Will Lettuce, that's fine. We'll take the best player in this draft, and then we'll get Caleb Williams next year. But still, like, it's just ruining, like, the game, and it's, there's, there shouldn't be any part of it. Right. I mean, as soon as you're out of playoff contention, if you only have four or five wins coming down the stretch here, there's absolutely no incentive for you to play your starters and win games. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll get into more of that draft strategy when we talk about uh, the Bears and Packers in the end of the episode. But uh, I, I agree. So the, there's a bunch of different scenarios I want to go with that route. But uh, Bucks Falcons didn't matter. Bucks were locked on the four seed. Uh, the Patriots, they were hanging around for a long time uh, versus the Bills, but ultimately in the second half, Bills outscored them 21 to 6. And uh, it helped when you get uh, two open or two kickoff returns for touchdowns, both by Naeem Hines, one to open the game. And I, I mean, yeah, you, you couldn't even write a better storybook, uh, storybook than that. With, For the start. Oh, I could. The, the, the DeMar be... Hamlin news. He, he's back home, by the way. He got transferred to Buffalo yesterday, and uh, they discharged him today. So that was great. Oh, he did get discharged from the hospital in Buffalo. Okay. Yep, as about uh, an hour ago. Okay, yeah, because I saw that he was back in the hospital. I did not see that latest update. Um, But, I mean, could you imagine just being in that stadium when Hines returned that opening, like the opening kickoff? That I got chills just thinking about it. Like, that had to have been one of the, like, loudest and just happy places of an NFL stadium. Yeah, none of the players, none of the fans, nobody will forget that moment. No. Uh, but that does knock the Patriots out of the playoffs, thank God, because nobody wanted to see fucking Mac Jones-led offense, shitty offense. So, I'm glad the Patriots got bounced. Against the Bills again, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bengals, Ravens, their coin toss is eliminated now that the Bengals beat the Ravens here. They were talking about if they played each other. Uh, there'll be a coin toss to determine home field advantage, but uh, the Ravens, Ravens and Bengals six three matchup we'll get into next week. Um, Dolphins beat the Jets eleven to six. What a barn burner we got there! And you wanted the Dolphins in the playoffs. I wanted Tua led Dolphins in the playoffs. Tua yeah, has been fair. ruled out as of this morning. They're prepping for Skyler, Skyler Thompson versus the Bills. Uh, Simba Simba has already done his picks. He picked the Dolphins, so RIP to that pick. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that, that's gonna be a bloodbath. It, that's just plain and simple. Dolphins yeah. ended up getting the seven seed, even though the Steelers won two. They had they had the tiebreaker over them, got the seven seed. Uh, and yeah, it, it's it's probably gonna be the biggest biggest blowout of the weekend here. Yeah, it's not gonna be a fun one. Uh, it, even if two is back, I think. I mean, it'll be closer, obviously, but. It, it could be a 35 to nothing ball game, really realistically. Yeah, not great. Um, Panther Saints played for nothing. It's a 10 to 7 game. Uh, Steel, they, the, it was a 6 9 ball game going into the fourth quarter for Jets Dolphins. Steelers are playing their hearts out. They thought they had a chance, and uh, they did up until like the last minute or two of that ball game. Uh, they did end up beating the Browns 28 to 14, though. Uh, Mike Tomlin, though, 16 straight seasons to open his career. As a head coach, no losing seasons. Congrats to him. He's a real winner there. Yeah, and it's, you know, a good sign for the future for, you know, Kenny Pickett. Obviously, ended up on the, what, they go 7-2 and two to end the season. Pickett, yeah. looked, Seven Pickett looked good for a rookie. You know, something you can obviously build off of. He has the weapons. Deontay Johnson set a record for the most targets and most catches without a touchdown. So hundred and, and not even close. 147 targets. The next closest was like 30, 35 behind. Yeah, so just an unrealistic. I, I don't know if that'll ever be broken, to be honest. <laughs> no, that's a lot not to score <laughs> one touchdown and set. And he played all 17 games, too. Yeah, I don't know if that's um, ever going to be broken. So just a not not a record you want to own, but, you know, it, that should obviously change next year. I think he could be a guy who could be, you know, a seventh-round draft pick maybe in fantasy, and, you just, and he's got 145 targets. Obviously, the offense, you expect to get better. 
in the second year. So he could be a kind of a middle round guy that ends up being, you know, a top, you know, wide receiver, 28 or better, maybe. Yeah, his his outcomes, he has a wide range of outcomes, and I don't know yeah. if I want well, to. He really that. does. But uh, one of the bigger head scratchers of week 18, so the Ravens did lose in the noon slate. The Chargers were locked into the five seed before they even played the game. Uh, Brandon Staley decided to play all of his starters probably a couple minutes in the fourth quarter, and then uh, Chase Daniel and others came into the game. But they lost to the Broncos, which didn't matter. But Mike Williams ended up getting hurt in that game, which made no sense why he was even out there to start. Uh, but I, they say he's going to be fine and back for this week. I'll believe it when I see it, to be honest. But uh, just a real head-scratcher move from the, the head coach there. Yeah, it, the only reason why these guys should have played is if the Ravens would have won and you wanted that fifth spot to play. Because you, you'd rather play Jacksonville in the first round over the Bengals, who are now the three seed. Um, but it was locked in. It just made zero sense. Uh, Russell Wilson looked good um, in a game that didn't necessarily matter. But, hey, kudos. Um, Giant, Eagles beat the Giants. It, the, their backups were fine. Eagles didn't really need to do much to win this game. Uh, but they did lock in the one seed. Uh, Niners beat the Cardinals to lock in the two seed, 38 to 13 in JJ Watt's last game. Uh, I I saw that they made a, his wife and kid and the teammates made a video for him, but I haven't watched the whole thing yet. It's supposed to be released on Hard Knocks, but I'm excited. It was, it's released on Twitter. It's really cool. Oh, you watched it already? Yep. Um, the uh, we'll skip over the Rams Seahawks right now. Cowboys Commanders. The, the Cowboys. What the fuck are we doing? I don't 20, know. Twenty six to six beat down by the Commanders. Uh, not how you want to go into the playoffs, especially no. when you're. And it was it was Brady. a game. I mean, it was a game that they needed to win, and the Eagles to lose. And you know, Eagles, you know, they they weren't controlling that game. The Cowboys, obviously, until the Eagles ended up winning, had a realistic chance going into this game, getting the possible one seed, but at least winning the division and having a home playoff game. Yeah, they needed the Niners to lose two to get the one seed, which probably wasn't realistic. But they right. they could have won the division. Like the Giants were hanging around there for a while, uh, but there was no play action. There was a bunch of three and outs. So there was just no that the, the Cowboys looked super flat. They looked like one of the worst teams in the league on Sunday. So uh, yeah, they better kick it into gear against uh, Brady and the Bucks coming up on Monday night here. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their away record. Their away record's four and four, so that means their home record is seven and one. Like they they needed that home game just to make it somewhat you know easier. Clearly, they don't lose at home, but it's it. I mean, I'm still gonna pick them over the over Tampa. I think that um, will be the closest game of the weekend. Yes. Uh, I yeah I I don't know if I pick I can pick the Cowboys to be honest. I I just I don't believe in them. Tampa I, might be favored, which would be awesome. Yeah, well, I haven't looked at the lines yet. We'll get into that next segment, but they I wouldn't be surprised if they were favored. Um, Rams, Seahawks, the, this this was a game the Rams could have easily won. Uh, obviously, it had huge playoff implications for the Sunday night game. Uh, did end up going to overtime on the miss Jason Myers uh, kick at the end of regulation for the Seahawks. Uh, Baker threw that, I wouldn't say bad pick. He just should have just, he could have launched it a little farther. Uh, but the Seah- Seahawks opened the- with it, uh, punted the ball. Baker threw an interception. Seahawks came down, kicked the game-winning field goal, uh, which ultimately sent the Lions out of the playoffs. And I was uh, – I- obviously, I wanted the Lions in the playoffs. If you-, if you listen throughout the whole year, you've known. I've down the stretch. I wanted the Lions in the playoffs. So I was pretty down in the dumps when the Seahawks won that game. But uh, I did not expect the Lions to come out firing like they did. And I don't know why I didn't expect it, just because Dan Campbell was their head coach. So – uh, you were at that game. Just speak on it a little bit. What was the atmosphere like before the game? And w- before the game, before we knew the Seahawks' outcome, yep. and then after the Seahawks won, how were Lions fans? Yeah, so I mean, like before the game, you know, where we were parked, there were some Lions fans, but you know, they were kind of doing their own thing. We we're doing ours. We went to the bar for a little bit just to warm up. Um, and obviously, they had the, C- the Seattle Ram game on. So anytime there's a big play on either side, the bar is going nuts. There's a good amount of Lions fans. So Packers um, fans were all Seahawks fans and obviously vice versa. For the yes. <laughs> yep. And um, we had left when Seattle missed the kick to end it in regulation. Like, okay, we got to start heading in. And then I just pulled it up on my phone as they're walking in. And once Seattle won there, you just heard a huge scream from walking into the stadium. So everyone must've found, you know, been watching it or, you know, listening to it or whatever. Huge scream. Um, but I was still kind of like, you know, if the Packers can get up 10, 
I think this game's over. I think they're going to finally be like, okay, like Lions fan or Lions players are like, okay, we're down 10. We're playing for nothing, you know, whatever. Um, so I was still kind of going into it, maybe like 60, 65% confident after the Seahawks game. Like there was no, by all means, I was not like, no, it's an easy dub. We're in. Um, but you know, throughout the game, it was like, okay, we're, we're not playing bad but they're not they're they're not playing well either yeah when it was halftime nine to six i still felt like the packers i was like okay the packers they're not going to lose this game like they can't at lambeau to go to the playoffs even though they're only up three at halftime i was still like not confident all the lines are going to win yeah the 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 aaron jones fumble was probably one of the bigger you know the biggest plays that had happened i mean if we get that you know he was on like it was in the red zone 14 yard line i think it was even first or second down or he 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 had busted like a big run, so it would have been first down, I believe, um, and fumbled it, and they got it back under two minutes in the first half. So let's say we score, and they don't have time to do anything. You know, now that's a sixteen to three ball game going into halftime. That's when I would have been okay. This is this should be a win. We should be fine. Kind of just you know uh, control the clock. Kind of just end it. Lower scoring. But the exact opposite happened. We they came out firing still because they got that late field goal in the you know to end the half, so they had the momentum. And after that, it was just like a this is too close. We're not doing really anything. We can't stop them. It, 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 not like we can't stop them because they only put up you know twenty points, but they were just wasting time in the second half and converting third downs, and we were doing yeah. the opposite. Yeah, there was two plays watching on TV where I was like, holy shit, this is a different line team I've ever seen. I've never seen in my life, and they're not fucking around. They're gonna that hook and ladder play. The, it was the hook and ladder play, and then the, it was late, late in the game, that second and like two, where they, you guys purposely jumped off sides. Uh, and they wanted to automatically give, oh, the lines, declined it. give the lines a first down, and Dan Campbell declined it. Yeah, they didn't. He didn't know he was going to pick up the first down. Obviously, the lines were. I mean, it was second and one. Yes, but still, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that's like that was next level thinking for on both sides. Well, yeah, I mean, like they like they have nothing to lose. So when it came down to like the four, if they were anywhere close, you know, the forty yard line, you know, even their forty, it was a fourth and short. They're gonna go for it. A third and long, we saw multiple times. Third and seven, they would run it, get five yards. And then it'd be a fourth and short. Like they had nothing to lose. So I was surprised there was, I think there were two trick plays. I think they tried to hook and they did the flea flicker and then the hook and ladder. But I was surprised that there weren't more. Um, and then obviously, you know, the the ref, the uh, Rasul Douglas, unsportsmanlike, the Quay Walker, unsportsmanlike. Yeah. The, I, I think as soon as Quay Walker pushed that trainer, that everything just stop and everything just flipped yeah because it was second and eight on eight so they can't they couldn't get a first down and then with that penalty it was now first and four so just a complete you know obviously that didn't you know one play for me is not in the game but that was one of the big ones just like aaron jones's fumble obviously rogers you know pick it was a third and ten that play call was just you know the deep shot was just stupid but he had to get rid of it he's getting pressured um and then after the game, I mean, it was, it was obviously depressing. You know, we were kind of near Lions fans. We were walking out, and they're like, hey, good game. We're like, thanks, you too. Like, there was no beef between, like, it were, who I was with. Obviously, I saw some stuff on, you know, Twitter and TikTok. That there was Packer fans and Rams or Lions fans going at it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just, uh, just a depressing way to get all the way in or make it and everything go right for you that you couldn't control. And now it comes down to you controlling it and just couldn't get it done. Yeah, everybody on the Sunday night crew except for Tony Dungy picked the Packers to win, and Dungy was like, "What's?" He's like, "Guys, really think about this. What's scarier, the Lions having nothing to play for with Dan Campbell and the Lions just coming out and firing, or the Lions maybe playing you know conservative if they do have something to play for?" So he was uh, he was the only one to pick the Lions, and uh, yeah, he was right. So Seattle ultimately did get that seven seed, and even though the Lions are in our division next year. I'm I'm kind of on their bandwagon. I love the. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm a low key uh, Dan Campbell Lions fan coming down the stretch here. That's just a fake Bears fan. Um, obviously the Bears are gonna win the division next year, but uh, no. Um, I mean, yeah, it's you know, it, it's just funny because you know the Packers have. I think, I mean, when, when you're good for you know two decades essentially, um, you somehow become the villain, you know. 
So, I mean, and, 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 obviously yeah. having, and obviously having Aaron Rodgers, who has just been great, you know, people don't like him a lot. Um, so when, you know, the villain loses, everyone comes out of their shadows, starts talking all this smack. When you have Lions and Bear fans who have been irrelevant for 20 years, talking all this smack. So it's just really funny to see, you know, when that does happen. And it's, it's just annoying, but it's, it's also hilarious at the same time. I mean, you got Packers fans calling the Lions. It was their Super Bowl. They won their Super Bowl, whatever. But they're all at the Bears, the Lions, the Packers. They're all in the same spot at the end of the day. So that's okay. Um, so let's get into these playoff matchups. This line, I've been checking these lines most of the morning. These lines have been moving quite a bit uh, with the Skylar Thompson news and everything else. So uh, the first game on Saturday, 3.30, Seahawks, Niners. Niners are 10-point favorites. <laughs> 42 and a half over under. And uh, when, when the Packers lost, I'm I'm walking out and I'm like, see, I'm like Geno Smith versus Brock Purdy. That screams the first playoff game Saturday. Like the NFL did not. Obviously, the NFL, you know, is it rigs or not, whatever. I don't think so. They wanted the Packers in for viewership, obviously. They wanted Rodgers versus the Niners, Packers, not Geno versus Brock Purdy. Yeah, I think that, that if the if it was the Niners Packers, it would have been a Sunday game or maybe even the Monday night game. It, the, I think the Giants Vikings would have been the first game Saturday if that was the case. Yeah, just because we don't know the Lamar news yet. So yeah, I think I honestly think that would have been the Sunday night game. Ravens Bengals would have been three thirty. Packers would have been slated there. The night game and Giants Vikings that first Saturday or. And they could have switched with the Chargers, Jags as the one. They would have been the Saturday games. But uh, anyways, we it's a, I mean it's a divisional matchup. I'm going back and checking their uh, checking their scores the first two two times I played right now. But Niners beat them both times. Niners won week two, 27 to seven, and then in week 15, 21 to 13. So I mean the the first game was a blowout, but with Brock Purdy a quarterback in his first playoff start, he's going to have some nerves. I. I do think the Niners will still win. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I think this will be a decent game to watch. I mean, I had said that you know Brock Purdy is going to be going into every game, or the Niners going to be going into every game with a huge disadvantage at quarterback. This is the one game. Obviously, Dolphins. If they even make the Super Bowl, it'd be you know you'd assume by then it's Tua. But this is probably the only game where it's not a disadvantage. Like, it's probably, you know, Geno has had one really good year, and that's this year. But Brock Purdy's been good, too. So, this is probably the one game where they don't have a disadvantage at quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, – I can see Purdy not even having to do much. So, I, I think their game plan will just be run it down their throat, control the, go- control the clock, throw it when you have to here. Right, yeah. And they got weapons across. Debo will be back. I mean – I think I think it could be a kind of like what it has been a 27-17-27-13 ball game. Uh 7-15 game on Saturday Chargers Jags. I have no fucking clue who's going to win this game. I uh, the Chargers can Jags. beat and lose to anyone so can the Jags. Yeah, Chargers are 2 point away favorites 47 and a half over under. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know. Chargers last 5 they're 4 and 1. Jags last 5 they're 5 and 0. Oh. They're, both teams are hot right now. It, the Chargers, the only loss was to Denver. They shouldn't have lost. But, yeah, both these teams are red hot right now. And I don't know. I If I had to pick, we'll do our picks uh, later. We'll post them on TikTok maybe for you. But if I had to pick, I think I'm just going to ride with the red hot Jags here to beat the Chargers. Yeah, I think I would go, man, if Mike, Mil- if Mike Williams is in, it's a bigger, it's an easier Jags or Chargers pick. But I think I'd still go Chargers. Um, I just think they have more elite weapons than the Jags do. They have more playmakers. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, obviously, both of them, both quarterbacks are making their first playoff appearances. I think it means more to Herbert for his start of his legacy. Everyone's saying that he can't, he, he can't even playoffs, he can't win the big games. Obviously, people aren't saying that about Lawrence yet. So I think it means more for Herbert for his legacy. So I think he's going to come out firing. I mean, yeah, if he doesn't, people are just going to start calling him Phillip Rivers 2.0. Great regular season, but can't do anything in the playoffs. So I agree. Yeah, he might as well just get traded to the Cowboys at that point. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm excited for that game. Uh, Game I'm not excited for, though, Dolphins-Bills. Go out Saturday night, get get drunk, you're hungover noon. This This is one of the games you could probably skip here. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Bills 13-point favorites at home, 43.5 over-under. Uh, Tua's been officially ruled out. Uh, Skylar Thompson started. It's either going to be – it's probably not Bridgewater. It's going to be Skylar Thompson starting. I, I, I don't see any way, shape, or form how the Bills don't cover the spread, blow the Dolphins out. This is th- this is not going to be a good game. No, it's – yeah, it's it's going to be boring. We literally just saw a Dolphins team put up – technically their offense put up nine points because their defense got a safety at the end of the game. Nine points. Yes, the Jets defense is good, but so is the Bills. Uh, I don't I, – I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even score. Yeah, I've never been more sure of anything. Just pencil in the bills for the divisional round here. Yep. Uh, Giants-Vikings, though. I can easily see the Giants winning this game. Uh, A lot of people are picking them, like, on, you know, TikToks. I mean, it's it's not like analysts right now, but there are some analysts, you know, talking about the Giants, and they can win this game. The the Vikings, obviously, we all know their record for one-score games. They're in every single close game. They win every single close game. I don't. I don't know if this is the case here. Uh, Vikings are three point home favorites. Uh, is this this is the highest over under the week at forty eight? Uh, Daniel don't Daniel Jones has been playing out of his mind as of late. Uh, obviously, the the Giants in their last five games they've lost three of them. Uh, one was to the Vikings when they the Vikings beat them twenty seven twenty four. I think this is a truly coin toss game. Not many uh, play, players on either side have uh, playoff experience, so I'm excited for this one. Yeah, if the Giants had a legitimate wide receiver, I would be very confident in this team just because their defense is solid. Danny Dimes is doing what he needs to do. He's not turning the ball over. He can run when he needs to. And the Vikings defense is just so horrid that if the Giants had, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, we'll talk about obviously this guy in the offseason, but DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to be getting traded. The Giants had D-Hop right now. I would pick them to win this game. Like, if they just had a true wide receiver one that you can just rely on, I'd pick them to win this game, and I wouldn't even hesitate. Yeah, if, if the Giants get into shootout, they're going to lose. I think they, they, they yeah. more than anybody, need to control this clock. Use Bark- Barkley needs 30-plus to, 30 total touches in this game. Really just control, this, control the clock here. And besides the Chargers-Jags, I hate to say it, but this is the second game I'm most excited for. Right? Giants-Vikings, who would have thought? Uh, yeah, no one would have thought. I mean, people would have thought Vikings <laughs> in the playoffs this year, but definitely not the Giants. No. Uh, the Sunday night game. Uh, I don't. I, we both think uh, Lamar is going to sit out this uh, this matchup. I yeah. I think he's holding out. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think it's uh, both. I think it's injury doesn't want to you know risk getting hurt and then obviously ruin his chances. So yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. The line is Cincy minus seven right now. Over under is forty one and a half. Uh, assuming they play with the same rosters they played with on two days, three days ago, uh, Bengals beat them 27-16. It really wasn't even that close of a game. Uh, so, yeah, I it, you can pretty much lock up Bengals-Bills in divisional round, which is going to be sick. Yeah, uh, and talk about emotions, too, unfortunately. It, and it will be in Buffalo, so it won't be in the uh, the same stadium with the Demar Hamlin injury. But I, are you? Oh, it is for sure in Buffalo. I thought it was going to be a. It's not going to be a coin flip. Oh, I didn't think so. I thought the higher. I thought that was only for the chief. If the Chiefs played either team. No, I mean I think it's Bills. I thought it was Bills Bengals too because if the Bengals would have beat them, then the seeding would have swapped. Oh, you you could be right. I I haven't uh, heard anything about that, but you could be okay. right. Okay, but the the nation needs another Bills Bengals rematch. It, there's not going to be a dry eye in that fucking stadium if they if they play each other next week. So yeah, uh, respectfully, fuck the Ravens, fuck the uh, <laughs> Dolphins this week. With all due respect. With all due respect. I, even if Lamar plays, I think the Bengals are just too good of a team to lose to the Ravens here. Yeah. Um, so Monday night game: Cowboys Bucks. Cowboys are two and a half point road favorites. They are uh, they do have the better record by a decent amount, twelve and five to eight and nine bucks. Over under forty five and a half. I I I'm personally picking Brady to win this game. I don't uh, I don't trust the, the Cowboys at all. I think Brady has too much playoff experience. I I get they haven't pl- they've played like shit most of the year, but I'm just not counting them out. I I can't. I I I I think you even saying most of the year is a little too nice. I can't recall a game that they have played an like a like one full game that they played a legitimate I'm going game to look from start to finish. I'm going to look right now. 
Uh, like, well, they did. They did beat Dallas week one. You can throw out week one. It doesn't matter. And Dak did get hurt that game too. Yeah. Not that it uh, mattered. He sucked. Um. Let's see. They the only beat... other game might be the Panthers, but they need a fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, their other wins. They beat the Saints week two, twenty to ten. Not really convincing. Atlanta week five, twenty one to fifteen. Not convincing. They beat the shitty Rams sixteen to thirteen. Uh, they beat the Seahawks twenty one to sixteen. Not convincing. Uh, they beat the Saints again in week 13, 17 to sixteen. Yeah, like they have not. Had, they, they, they beat the not... they beat the Cardinals in overtime nineteen to sixteen, and then Carolina by six in week seventeen. So yeah. they their their biggest win is against the Saints in week two by ten points. <laughs> they they don't have a quality win on their resume. No, it, they it, would it, not be in the college football playoffs. No, that's confirmed. GC, <laughs> you could probably beat them. They they would not <laughs> be in the because uh the March Madness, no quality BPI wins or whatever that is. No, um, it, I'm it picking does, the Cowboys. I, and I'm picking the Bucks. I I'm yeah. just not going against Brady in January in the playoffs. I, I just think I just think his team is just so bad in every phase that I just think you know the Cowboys, even though they're favored, they're probably looked down upon as obviously not in Vegas, but like in the NFL eyes as the underdog for some reason. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know, but I do, I think assuming what uh, if people if the teams that are supposed to win win this week. We'll get a Bengals, uh, Bills, and then hopefully a Chiefs, Chargers. I, oh, I don't. Chiefs, Chargers will be cool just because they're division rivals. But Chiefs, Jags. I'd like to see how the Jags competes with. Uh, in my opinion, the best team in the NFL here. Uh, uh, we saw that earlier, and the Chiefs won by. It was ten. It was kind of the score was a little bit closer. It's probably like actually thirteen, maybe fourteen point game. Um, but I'd rather see. I think I'd rather just see the Chargers. And then NFC side, just for viewing purposes, uh, I think I'm going to put the Vikings winning this game just so the Vikings and Niners can play. And then we get an Eagles-Cowboys rematch. I would love to see that. Yeah, that would be that That would definitely be the fun one. That I don't know what would be the the primetime Sunday night game out of all – the first game would be Eagles-Vikings. That would be the least watched game. But I don't know out of the other three, which would be the, the late night game if you had to pick. I think I would like – Philly and Dallas round three. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, make Dallas I, such a uh, big. I, the, I don't know. I it it'll, it would probably be actually be neutral side Bills Bengals. We're being honest with ourselves, but yeah. Well, now I know who I'm rooting for here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, before we close out today's episode, we we got the draft order here. Uh, what uh, what pick do the Packers have in this draft? Fifteen, I believe. So that's right around a receiver area. What what are you hoping for? Pick fifteen. Are you hoping they keep that pick, trade it? What are we doing here? Well, it all depends what's going to happen. Obviously, with Rodgers, um, I don't see a world he gets traded. I think he either retires or he plays. And for us to save more money, it would be a June second retirement. Kyle Brandt and Peter Schrager on NFL Network. That they've been bringing up the question all week. If you're a Packers fan, is it time? Is it time to just finally cut the rope, Rogers? This isn't working. Like you're, you're probably the maybe the best to ever do it, but it, you probably have a couple of years in you maybe. But is it just time to cut ties and say this isn't working and just move on? I think. I mean, after the last two years, I was like, no, just keep going, win now. That's that's what matters. Rogers is the MVP the last two years. We've been the one seed. It, we've just we got we didn't come up against home against Tampa, and then the Niners. It was it just again we lost by a game-winning field goal. Like it's not like we we're getting blown out like we were three years ago in San Francisco. We didn't belong there. Um, but now just how we looked. Um, and how Rodgers just didn't look that great. Even I think it's time to retire. I know, unfortunately, you know, it's the guy that, you know, and he's going to go down as, oh, same as most NFC championship wins is the Rex Grossman, all that bullshit. Um, you know, I saw a meme. It kind of made me laugh. It's, it, I've never seen it. I believe it's Interstellar where um, Matthew McConaughey's like tapping out like the window, like crying, like looking at yeah. himself. And it goes realizing that we had 30 years and only two Super Bowls. I would take that. Like there are teams who don't even have a Super Bowl win. They've been in the league since the 70s, so I really don't care. Um, 
Yeah, well, there's, I, double, there's 32 NFL teams, and there's double-digit teams who don't have a Super Bowl win. So Yeah, so, like, yes, it sucks. You think you get Favre and Rodgers. You hope to get maybe each of them get two, but it, it, it's tough. It's a tough sport. It's the hardest sport, um, I think, to win a championship. Um because it, it, it's, it's, it's one day. If you don't show up for one day, you're done though in the playoffs where, you know, obviously the other ones you get, you get a series. But I think for Rodgers, it's time. You know, he's made enough money. He doesn't need any more. He has enough MVPs. His legacy's fine. So for the Packer fan, it's going to suck. But I think it's time to go. So with him gone, I believe the Packers can. It'd be $40 million in dead cap. I think they can, like, split it up into two years, I believe. Um, so I think they that they do that obviously to help him out. That way they're not just forty capping the whole this year with him. Um, I think Bakhtiari stays, which you know sucks for the cap, but you know, when he's healthy, he's an all pro. Um, he looks great. And you know, they got a lot they have a lot to do in the free agency, so it's tough to say where I want to go, but I like to keep it and to get the best available, whether that's an edge rusher, safety, or a wide receiver, you know, in in honesty. So you're hoping for JSN or Jordan Addison, whoever. I mean, you, you took Christian Watson, we paid out, but there was a lot of fans last year who uh, there, there was a good five I can count on uh, off the top of my head receivers that you passed up on, didn't trade or didn't uh, take with your first of two. Okay, you know we didn't trade for, we didn't pass on them. That, that you, you you okay? They all didn't fall to you. My bad. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. People people wanted you to trade up, but I think this is the year you take receiver first round. I think for love, I mean it, it. I mean, I don't, I don't see them like signing DeAndre Hopkins, like just an old, an older guy who obviously is still good, but he'll be 31 next year. His cap, I know, is like in the 30s the next two years, but you know, there, it would be a rework. But I don't think they go and they trade for an old receiver. That just doesn't make sense for the team for that team if Jay Love is the quarterback. Um, so yeah, I'm totally in for either JSN or Addison. Um, there are tons of edges in this draft, and then safeties. I've seen the branch from Alabama. There's um, a ton. There's a ton of ha- uh, mock drafts that have you taken the Notre Dame tight end. How you feel about that? It's so he he's really good at blocking, and obviously he's more elite at pass catching, and you know it, which is something that we have never had. Um, I wouldn't mind it. I guess it's just I just think it's kind of scary taking a tight end in the first round. Like I feel like first round tight end always pan out. I mean. Pitts, obviously, too young to tell. Hawkinson's been fine. Like, yeah, I'd love Hawkinson, but no offense, been a bust. Um, I know, I know, there's more that I'm just blanking on. But anyways, yeah, off my head, I can't, I can't. Think yeah, of um, you know, Kelsey obviously wasn't a first rounder. Um, you know, Kittle wasn't a first rounder. Kittle was like a, what, a fifth rounder, I think. Yeah, he was he was day two or day three. Even. Yeah, so I mean, I don't mind it just because he's been the best tight in the past two years. I've seen us we get the tight end. <laughs> Not Bowers from Georgia, but the big frick, the six seven, two seventy, Washington. Um, that I would like more on, you know, second round. I think he, I think he's just he's good. He's really good at run blocking, which obviously is good in our offense. But I'd rather just draft an offensive lineman then. I feel like, right. Um, so there's really not a way we can mess it up unless you know we go quarterback, which I just don't see us doing. <laughs> oh God! Like that even was- running back, I'm not mad mad about it because jones is 27 right um i mean shit you pair up Bijan and dylan that's pretty cool that's pretty scary i mean yeah i don't i don't think they do it obviously i don't know why they would but like that the only way they can mess it up is quarterback and then running back okay uh bears they secured the number one pick against all odds thanks lovey smith what do you think the packers should do I have an opinion on the Bears, so I want your opinion on the Packers. I think the Packers should draft a receiver for Jordan Love. I think they should move yeah. on from Rodgers, and I think you need to start the Jordan Love era, set him up for success. Yeah, Addison slash JSN with Watson. Romeo's looked looked good when he played. Like that's a not scary, but potentially scary young core. Right, and I mean it, it, you can't go wrong if you take the best available safety edge rusher, whatever. Right, but I I do think they need to set Jordan Love up for success here. Right. Um, Bears secured the number one pick. This is the the, the possibilities are endless, and they I really think, they really are. <laughs> I think the least likely outcome is the Bears keep their number one pick, uh, and then the it, that so that's the least likely outcome. They keep. I, I have pick. a different least likely option. 
Uh, five of the, I can count five out of the ten top ten teams need who need a quarterback. It's the Texans at pick two, Colts at pick four, uh, Raiders, Falcons, and Panthers at pick seven, eight, nine. I would like to, in a re- ideal world, I would love to trade back in the draft, ideally to picks two or four. Uh, if we trade back to seven, eight, nine, we're not going to get uh, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson from Bama, which would suck. Uh, but we would need a haul from pick seven, eight, nine to trade back that far. Uh, I think the most realistic option on paper right now is to trade back to pick four to the Colts. Yep. Uh, they do need a quarterback. I think that they're just done with their quarterback carousel the these past five, six years. Uh, and I would be looking for, obviously, uh, their pick four in 2023, their second round pick in 2023, and maybe even a, I, I, it, may, it might be a stretch, but their first in 2024. Uh, I would may, I would probably be fine with their second in 2024 if they have it. Uh, but that would be ideal. And then just hope the Texans and Cardinal uh, – Bryce Young would go to the Colts at one if that happened. And then we just hope Carter and Anderson don't go to Houston and Arizona. If they do, that would obviously suck. Uh, but I think uh, if the Texans stay at two, I think they'll take a quarterback regardless. Uh, if we trade back to Houston uh, from one to two, uh, I think – I think Houston will give us uh, both their first, and I would I would gladly accept one first round pick to the Texans for both of theirs, pick two and pick twelve, pick twelve. Uh, so obviously we would not a free first round pick just because it, it's not technically free, but we would be getting an extra first round pick that would help us immensely. We need uh, we need an edge rusher, we need defensive line, we need we need <laughs> you need every <laughs> single possible position. So if I if I in a realistic in a in a uh, perfect world bears trade with colts we get either jalen carter the d-line from georgia or will anderson still uh from alabama uh with our first pick we do have a second round pick from the ravens from the roquan smith you had you you had the last pick in the first round technically the 32nd but you have to chase claypool as as of right now that's looking like a bust but you never know he he could uh he he could pick it up here but right now yep that doesn't Uh, and then I, I'm just hoping we just in the days day two and three picks we get more edge rushers, a ton of offensive linemen. I know uh, the, we have the most cap space to spend on uh, upcoming free agents. The wide receiver class isn't really great. Uh, the, I, I know you said you wouldn't want Jordan Love to have DeAndre Hopkins, an older receiver, but I I, I would like Jordan. I would like uh, Justin Fields to have a that veteran. I know Mooney's quote-unquote a veteran for the team but not really i would like to, uh deandre hopkins signed maybe one two-year contract just to help get fields more experience i he's not a strong passer right now uh our best receiver he's mooney's been out for the year uh claypool's our wide receiver two right now even if we get a guy like alan lazard i would pay him five to eight million a year on a three four-year contract just get somebody for fields uh yeah. obviously that's not our main focus we have a string of wide receiver twos and threes in the team right now. Uh, obviously, our defense is pretty bad at every position except for cornerback. So, uh, in the draft, hoping for Carter, Anderson, and then offensive liners. Yeah, I think uh, I think the least likely is you guys draft a quarterback. Okay, the, that was a, that was a given. Okay, that is the least likely scenario. I think that is the least likely. I think the only reason why they would. Is because you know this is Fields' third year on his rookie contract, so we're kind of already losing, you know that that cheap quarterback that we get. Let's start it over. Get we I mean, you you could probably get a first for Justin Fields. I would assume. I mean, yeah, like I don't but... like, like I don't know why you wouldn't get a first for like if you're like to the Colts, like hey, we want to keep our first. We'll trade you Justin Fields for your fourth. You know what I mean? Um, or even Houston, like, hey, we'll trade your fields for your number two. If you draft Bryce Young here and you keep keep pick one, you have to f- you have to have everybody on board, including the locker room, which is not going to be an easy thing to do. No, Just- I know. So like, I I don't think they do, but I think okay. that's the only reason why they could think of it. Like, hey, he only has this year and next year for a cheap contract. We can pick up his fifth year, which is like eighteen mil, still obviously cheap for. So they have two years saying, left for to- him being. For him being super cheap. Yeah, you would have to see a Trevor Lawrence, like generational, clear number one. Right. I think if this was next year and it was Caleb Williams, then there might be a little bit more like, hey, let's let's look at this a little bit. But I don't think they do. Um, And 
If any team believes that they are taking a quarterback, don't buy – don't. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, obviously obviously Ryan Poles, the GM, is gonna, isn't going to come out – he already did his first press conference in the offseason. He's not going to come out and say Fields is our guy. We're not taking a quarterback because then why – there was no, there'd be no incentive for the Texans to be worried about the Bears taking quarterback at number one. So, well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, for the Texans, but the Texans have to worry about like, hey, like they've already said they're not taking a quarterback. That kind of shows us that they're gonna trade. We need to trade as well if we if we really want Bryce Young. So, like for the for the Bears, I don't think it matters either what what they say either way. Like if 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 they say we're not taking quarterback or we are taking a quarterback, I really don't think it matters. Okay. So what do you what what do you think the Bears do and what do you uh, I think their I think their best option is to do and obviously if they can get it, I think the Houston's. Yeah, they're two and they're twelve. I think if you get the Colts four, um, I really think you're gonna lose out on Anderson and Carter. I do, I, I, I don't see the Texans going from like, oh, we didn't get Young, let's now let's just take Stroud because they're they're not gonna go their second option when Stroud up until what nine days ago, ten days ago, when they played Ohio State, he was like the seventh overall pick. Like he wasn't a top three guy. He's you know, so I don't I don't see the Texans just being like, okay, let's settle for this guy now. So I think I know, they that, go that's... with Carter or the Ed, or you know Anderson. Um, so I think trading with the Colts is at least for this year the worst option. Obviously, if you can get a first around next year as well. Then that's great, but it just puts a little bit of a hold on the, you know, on the uh, rebuild. But the Texans, you get two twelve, you can get Carter or um, Anderson, whatever one, whichever one you want, because you know they're going to be there. And then at twelve, then you can get, you can still get the best wide receiver possibly. You can still get another great, talented guy that can help you for this year instead of, well, we got another second, you know, you essentially got your second back um, and then maybe a first next year, you know? So I think, I think training with the Texans is the best, is the best trade option. Unless some team is just freaking stupid and just gives you everything, then obviously take it. Yeah. Obviously you take calls right up until the NFL draft, unless the Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, what, Whoever needs a quarterback in that later uh, seventy nine mm-hmm. picks, they just blow us away. Right. Uh, as a Bears fan, I would like the Texans pick uh, that two and twelve. Just obviously, right. I don't want to miss out on uh, Anderson and Carter there. Right. And then I also think it's not bad. I know I've seen Bears fans on Twitter and whatnot that they're going to be furious if they keep this pick. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, you're not a team that is one play at this moment. Obviously, free agency, a lot can happen, you know. But at this moment, you're not one player away. You're not one piece away from being great. Um, So you just get the best player, the best prospect over the last two defensive prospect over the last three years. Right. Um, best defensive line prospect since 2015. Like, just get the best guy available and just continue on with your draft. I think is the second best option. I think trading with the Colts just is not is unless for some reason the Texans want Stroud, then you obviously would get Carter or Anderson. I've seen I think Texans the, taking Levis from Kentucky over Stroud. Anyone that takes Levis in the top ten is stupid. <laughs> like, uh, I've seen him go most drafts in the top ten. So. I've seen the Colts trade with you guys, and they take him one overall. Oh God! Like that's it is it's it's Zach Wilson. Yeah, it it is risky if we trade with not getting one of those two guys. People, everyone's so caught up in the hype around the Bears getting the one pick. They don't need a quarterback. Who are we going to trade with? Instead of looking at it from a different perspective. We have the number one pick. This is a softball toss-up. You can't go wrong with either of those guys we've uh, been, been describing. We need a lot of things, and this is a, obviously a softball toss-up for the front office to, hey, this is step one. All right, we got our linebacker. Okay, we got our uh, defensive lineman. Now let's go sign some guys. Let's go take some offensive line in the, in later in days two and three. So I, I wouldn't be mad if we kept the pick one. Yeah, and it's not like these guys, Anderson and Carter, are projects that, hey – we're banking on a lot for them. No, these guys have would have been the number one overall picks last year. Like if they're if they're wrong, everybody was wrong about them, not just the Bears. Right. Like so, it's not like it's a, a risk. Obviously, it's a risk taking anybody, but it's a low risk with those two. Right. 
Well, we got just over three months till a draft. I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of chatter around the Bears, uh, rightfully so. There's going to be a lot of people calling them. Uh, and, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do because I, if I had to predict, I have no idea what they're going to do. There's, uh, again, too many possibilities to think about right now. Let's just uh, let's just enjoy the playoffs and uh, go from there. But no, The Ravens could even try and trade it up for the first overall pick because Lamar, Lamar's not going to be there. I'll take Roquan, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, he is on a new contract. He is. Uh, but yeah, before we close out the show, there are, I think, five total teams in the playoffs that have not won a Super Bowl yet uh, Vikings, Bills, Bengals, Chargers, Jaguars. Obviously, Bills and Bengals, they have a decent chance to do it this year. But uh, yeah, Vikings, Chargers, Jags, you need a lot of help here to get your first. Yeah, better luck next year. Better luck next year. All right, that'll do it for uh, for this week's episode. Again, we're down to one a week, uh, unless we have some uh, groundbreaking uh, news to report. But uh, speaking of dynasty, though, I have some trades out there for uh, for some people. So if you're yeah, I heard I heard one of your bush league trades, a third that, for Mike Evans. That was hilarious. I just sent it. To, I wanted him to text me. He never did. I just sent it just to be funny. Uh, twenty twenty five third, which was Jake's for Mike Evans since he put Evans on the trade block, but. The other two trades out there, they are serious. They are fair. So, hmm. uh, if you're if you're listening, go check uh, go check Sleeper Dynasty never sleeps. Dynasty never sleeps. You're not wrong. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Kneel Down, Twitter at the Kneel Down Pod. See you guys next week. See you next week.